It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Merge Boot Podcast. It seems today that all you see is Survivor on Paramount Plus and podcasts on your phone. But you better be ready. I'm Joel Edmiston. I'm Cody Crane. We want to talk about Survivor. Yeah. Well, 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 we are back. It's uh, episode... Friggin', I don't remember what... Six. Six? Six slash seven. Five or six of the season 42 of Survivor, The Merge. We have our Merge boot. Not our first member of the jury, but we have them. Our Merge boot is Lydia, someone they could agree on. A young woman. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we had this uh, debate last season, too. Is this... See, Survivor broke our podcast. They found a way to make it confusing. Who's the merge boot? We like to celebrate our merge boot. Now it feels like we have to celebrate two cast members every season. It's. It, I would say this is the merge boot. This is the first time they're all they're all literally merged. They're all together in there. They're voting someone out. Yeah, they, they said it, the word merge boot. They oh, sorry, did the words. They did word it better this time. Last time they were like, oh, it's like. We're half and half now, or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, and we have special guest Mimi Scallon on the podcast. Hello. Hello. How's it going? It's pretty good. So, uh, how did you? Uh, how have you been liking this season? Uh, uh, avid listeners know you were almost on one of the episodes, but you finally made it onto this episode. I'm finally here, and I did not know it was a two-hour episode. So here we are. Uh, it's going to be a late night. Yeah, we <laughs> both, we both all. worked all day and we're working again tomorrow morning. Hello. Aren't, aren't you happy, though, after watching last season and how this hourglass thing was split in like half for the week? And we just had an episode. Oh yeah, no, I'm very grateful yeah. that that this was a two hour episode. Yeah. I'm just, I just don't think I. I well, no, I'm very grateful to be here. <laughs> and the the that's all I was. That's for. all. Yeah, <laughs> the hourglass smash. Um, was left as a cliffhanger. What? what no, it reason? came at like nine fifteen. 
where it came like halfway through the episode. I mean, sorry, it came at the hour mark last last season. So they they had a little, little bit more leeway in the editing room. Yeah, we definitely. It felt like we got a lot of great content from this season from, or, the mer- from this episode. It, it feels it felt more like emerged this episode than last episode too. Yeah, I mean, sorry, last season. Yeah, I mean, we're we were seeing all kinds of great new relationships form and everything. We were seeing a lot of back and forth. Once again, like I said uh, before with the individual tribes too, this seems like more of a positive season. Like even here we were seeing like a couple people on the outs or whatever, but everyone was just happy to meet each other. Everyone was bonding in their different ways. Mm -hmm. There was no bitterness. No. I mean, there was a lot of bitterness with the switching of the changing history last season. Last season. And even Erica was, I think, a little peeved about just having been sent in the first place. Whereas Roxbury, I think, never... I mean, I think he was peeved, but he found joy in it a lot quicker, <laughs> he, I think. We, 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 heard, uh, <laughs> we heard one dissension from uh, Tori, who it didn't even matter because she ended up winning the... Yeah. The, Individual immunity. <laughs> also, Roxroy said he was happy that he was away from his kids, away from yeah. his annoying wife. Bored wife, not yeah. nagging me. His bored wife, not his annoying wife. Let's get that right. Sounds like she's annoying, too. Yeah, she gets bored <sighs> and she nags and it annoys Roxroy. I stood yeah. up for Roxroy when Tori called him a narcissistic person and said that his wife should leave him. <laughs> <laughs> but it's hard when he's on live TV, not live TV, he's on national TV calling his wife bored and naggy. <laughs> I find him a little insufferable. I, I really... Roxroy? Yeah. I, I, more than Tori? I think they're oh. both bad, but Roxroy just... He he does talk like a narcissist. I can see why... Where Tori got there. I I thought that he... I, I liked his time on the, on the... Yeah, he was good there. On the exile, you know, when he's not, you know, having to be... You know, uh, in a relationship with anyone except for Jeff, he and yeah. he and Jeff broke down. They really did. Yeah, but Tori though too. Like Roxroy, he doesn't seem as self aware as Tori does. Like yeah. Tori knows what she's doing. She she knows that she has no loyalties to anyone. She knows when she's being a dick. She gives a little <laughs> wink to the camera too about it. I I, I don't know. I, I don't think know. she's great. I, I, I don't think know she's that great she's... to watch. I, I I think that she's fun to watch. I don't know that self awareness is a word I've used for Tori though. I think I don't know that she knows. I think she's more self aware than Roxroy. Mm. But yeah, I I I agree. Maybe in terms of strategy, I I think that Tori maybe thinks she's probably in a better spot. We didn't hear from her too much about that, but no. I, I think she. We did see for whatever reason she really wanted to know what happened on the summit with Roxroy. And at the beginning of the episode, and that was that's basically how we started the episode, other than the stuff with Vati. Yeah, they're both equally annoying there, because, like, why aren't you telling her, and why do you want to know so bad, yeah. and what is this about? I, I think it's more, like, because if I was in Tori's position in that specific scenario, I think that would honestly make me fall apart in a way, because I'd be like, why wouldn't you just tell us this? Mm-hmm. If you didn't take anything... I just don't understand how it would benefit yeah, you no, to yeah. not tell all of us what happened. Yeah, because then L- Lydia might have an extra vote, you know, like. Yeah. yeah so, um, yeah, that was weird. I don't know why he wouldn't say. He said, it. I didn't risk my vote. I protected my vote, but he wouldn't say what the advantage was. Mm-hmm. And I that, thought that they would have all known sus. by now. That's sus. 
I feel like by the second time anyone took a journey last season, they were on the top of that mountain saying, what are you going to do? Are you going to protect your vote? No, I really need to risk my vote, blah, blah, blah. Well, they were they, ha- they, the, the difference between this season is last season they were kind of changing up the advantages you could win on with the, sh- with the ship wheel thing. Mm-hmm. But no, but they were having those conversations. They knew it was going to be like yeah. a prisoner's dilemma type thing, and they were like, I'm going to take the risk or not. And this time it seems like no one knows. Like, I don't know who... Maybe I haven't been keeping track of who's been going I, I where do- on what tribes and who knows, but like... I feel like right. more people should I know it. They should be having these conversations. They should know what's coming. I think it's more he was hiding what the what the advantage was, though. Yeah, but like my how does she not know by now? I guess is my question. No one on that tribe has been on one of those journeys. I guess Drea, not. Drea did. Drea so, did. I guess that's how she just, got her extra. Yeah. Bonus. Yeah, and Drea told everyone though. Like Tori knows that Drea went and knows what it's all about. But I think the question is: Is it different this right, time? I or? guess. Or whatever, and the fact that Roxray was how he was handling it made him just suspicious. KG, yeah. So I don't know. I I do think there's like yeah, there's a level of awareness. I don't think like Joel. Do you think that Roxroy's good TV too? Like, are you enjoying him as much as you're enjoying Tori? Sure, sure. Interesting. Okay. I enjoyed Tori more, but I don't think he's bad TV. I don't think he's bad. No, he's he's very interesting, and he was kind of maybe the more more interesting person to have this uh, advantage mm-hmm. um, for mm-hmm. the hourglass because I genuinely I was I said during that I was like he might be the only one yeah. that would not break it despite his alliance all being on the bottom right now I, I don't think there's any situation where he doesn't break it but he's definitely the one that's probably the closest to not breaking it <laughs> out of anyone I, I just just because I think he's the most sort of like traditionally competitive you know like mm-hmm. if they win they win I wonder what jo- what Jonathan would have done if he'd be- well here's here's my question because we're, we're let's let's talk out this hourglass thing and then we'll move on to all the relationships that were made. Um, uh, he, if Jonathan and and Roxbury were to switch, would they be switching places in terms of immunity already? So would Jonathan be switching his position of immunity? Yeah. Yeah, I, so I he would. It would, would be this exact up. same decision. So he would be giving up his immunity yeah. to go to exile. Yes. See, that's where it's like, why would they do it? If it was, you're not giving up your immunity, but you're just giving up the feast and you're going to exile. That's what would make the the choice interesting. Yeah, because it's close. They tried to make it harder, but they didn't actually make it harder at all. Yes. Well, Jeff said the the big change they've made to the hourglass twist. <laughs> Is that in, uh, the Merge Feast is now sponsored by Applebee's. Applebee's. <laughs> Which we found out, I, you already knew this. I don't know how you were such an expert, but we were. I thought Marianne and, and Omar are going to get a taste of Applebee's. Oh, my God. And you told me, bombshell. Ajax has an Applebee's. That is insane. Ridiculous. I, I drove by it, or I didn't personally drive, but we drove by it. Uh, this guy gets driven around. Week. Yeah. My Maybe. driver took me around the Ajax area. <laughs> so last week we discussed having a, a live podcast at the Ajax Harvey's. I'm thinking we might need to pivot to the Ajax <gasps> Applebee's. Yeah. We wow. went to the, the Applebee's. Juicy burgers. <laughs> it was. The, succulent the, wing. I the say whiskey succulent. smoke burger. Burger. He said, 
wings bone in, which I don't think you have to say. Crispy on the outside, tender, juicy on the inside. If I heard boneless wings, I'd be more excited. Mm. Well, here's the thing. Is, are boneless so, so common in the States that they have to say bone in? Because boneless is the specialty, is the special Jeff one wants here. to leave it to no questions. Because the moment he says, we got wings, they're like, well, boneless? Says, boneless or bone in? He goes, well, I'm way ahead of you here. <laughs> um, yeah. Quesadilla so, burger. Quesadilla. Which seems to be a burger inside of a tortilla grill. He didn't advertise it at first, but that shark drink is back. Oh, I, I heard yeah. them talk about it. And I what saw was it. Called again? It was like the shark. It was blue. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, he gave that a lot of and, uh, um, flutter. That was one of all the fixes. And the brownie. Like, the brown. Oh, the brownie you know what? It got it, its own special thing. You. Too. Oh, I don't know if you're. Are you allowed to talk about advertisers and stuff? Probably not. Uh to an extent. Well, Mimi works on a reality show that has advertisers. More advertisers in this show. Yeah. <laughs> but they are very specific at what they want. Yes. So if. Applebee's said, we want you to advertise the whiskey smoke burgers. Oh, well, I'm sure they gave Jeff copy. Yeah. They gave him exactly what to read and what to say. And I mean, I don't know on Survivor how much they're able to direct like their reactions, but I think it doesn't matter what you're giving them. You give them a meal, they're going to go, my God, yes! I so, mean, it's like, the perfect. It's not, hard, mm-hmm. it's not yeah. hard to get them to, like, to be genuinely excited about Applebee's. And also, like, if... If you've seen it before, it's not just like when it's a sponsored thing that he really describes and hypes up the food. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it is the perfect thing when it is an advertiser, too. Yeah, exactly. Because they, yeah, they do do that when it's just like chicken and, and stew. I will vegetables, say. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dad, this, this is a sponsored thing for che- beef and chicken stew. <laughs> chicken and veggies. Um I will say, in Island of the Idols, the last time they did this big Applebee's thing, mm-hmm. there was a huge chunk about it. Oh, Applebee's. they've done this before? Yeah, this isn't the first time that Apple... Well, in the in the past, they've had a lot more sponsored stuff, um, especially in the earlier seasons, like Doritos and all this stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, and Pringles Jack one and season. Jill. The Jack and Jill thing. Um, <laughs> was that an advertiser oh, or just 100%. a Jeff fan favorite movie? <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know what? I watched this movie. It's good. It's like three <laughs> years after it came out. I think it's... <laughs> Really gonna help people's gameplay. Uh, yeah, well, it did. Yeah, with Coach. Um, Coach almost won the season because of Jack and Joe. It definitely changed his performance in one eighty. <laughs> um, there, yeah, there was just like a whole like chunk of between commercials about just Applebee's. All the each person getting a confessional about Applebee's. This time, it wasn't as much that. Yeah, I think there's an effort to make it less of a. They don't want it to be too, especially on, on a show on like this Survivor. Show, yeah, it may, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised they don't do more ads. I'm trying to think of an ad from the last two seasons. I don't think there was one. There's usually there used to be the phone ones all the time, oh, right? The sprint, sprint, yeah. 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 And uh, I think there was not even just Sprint. There was like the video phone, right? But I think those were Sprint phones. Those were also Sprint. I, I remember Sprint being a big sponsor. There's, there's been a, cars. There's the Sprint in the past. Fan, fan fabric, yeah. Uh, and and Outback, I believe, was a was a Sandra favorite in Heroes versus Villains. 
Mm-hmm. She talked about how much she loved Outback. Yeah, there, there's been a lot over the years and everything like that. I, I don't mind it, though. I uh, I like hearing about yeah. that food. Get I your like, bag, Jeff Probst. Like, yeah. It's fine. I like seeing the reaction when he describes very fun. juicy like, burgers. It truly is a thing. If, if I was in Survivor and they were like, you're getting... Swiss chalet, like it doesn't matter how it doesn't matter if like Swiss chalet is like pretty mediocre. I'd be like, oh my god, it's gonna remind me of home. And yeah, for me, it's a taste sauce. of home. Like it's yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. they should have Swiss. For me, it's a taste of home. <laughs> that, yeah, use that <laughs> or like Saint Hubert or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I would cry. That would be that would be great if they were like Applebee's, but for Marianne and Omar, <laughs> Swiss chalet. <laughs> 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 But like I said, Andrew, no, Drea gets Saint Hubert's. Yeah, yeah, because Drea lives in Montreal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or she gets poutine from what is it called, Belle Province? Yeah, she goes to Belle Pro. Yeah. She goes uh, all the way from Belle Pro. Yeah, Belle Province for Drea. <laughs> <laughs> Depaner. Hot dog, steamé, and toaste. Yeah. Um, Do you think that everywhere has Applebee's in America? I think Surely, it, yeah, I yes. think it's all over the place there, yeah. Like an Olive as Garden. As I know. Has Olive Garden done? Um, sponsors? I don't remember. I don't remember that. Hmm. Um, I, I haven't been to the States as much as you two. Actually, I don't know if you've been to the States yeah. very much, Cody. <laughs> I think you've probably been to the States more than me because I haven't been very much. I used to go quite a bit, but I didn't recall us talking about it, so I just thought okay. that was a <laughs> it was a confident gamble you have made. You, have you been to an Applebee's? Um, I've been to Applebee's, yeah. Mimi? I, no. Co- Colin, have you been to Applebee's? He's nodding. Do you like it? You're nodding with a shit-eating grin on your face. I'm sure it's no better or worse than Jack Astor's. Yeah. Colin was actually the one, or no, he wasn't driving, but he did. We drove by the Applebee's together. Oh, oh wow. Damien <laughs> was the one story. driving, and here he is. <laughs> oh, nice. Wow. Sort of. <laughs> Applebee's is kind of the Amsterdam barrel house. Of, Applebee's uh, is kind of bringing this house together yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. We started talking about it, and everyone Everyone's showed up. Like, oh, we ordered an Applebee's <laughs> from Ajax? They <laughs> yeah, were doing a Uber Eats. So. I think we've we've uh, thoroughly talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> the merge feast. No, I want more. Um, but yeah, we had uh, it was good. We had some good competition here too. Mm-hmm. Um, so the big ball. Yeah, the big the ball. The big ball was back, which everyone had a hard time with Except last season. For, oh yeah, well, and and the other tribe had a hard time with it this season. But Jonathan easily, they barely even dug before he could just throw that out of the ground. He's just like, oh, it moved. It moved. And then he just took off with it. (laughs) Um, It moved. Isn't that a line from Seinfeld? (laughs) 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 Um, And but there was a big, uh, I thought that they they spent so much time showing the other um, challenge team's comeback. I thought that they were going to, that... Lydia and Maryam were thoroughly fucking up the puzzle, and then the rest of the team. No, it was a Heather not giving up moment, you know? Yeah. It was a. You never give up in the game of Survivor. Drea was having a hard time getting at that ball. And she was was out of gas, as Jeff said. Whoa. We just got delivered uh, Applebee's cupcakes. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Well, no, what was it? Applebee's brownie, sorry. Um, Mm -hmm. But we were just given cupcakes by Damien. Uh, thanks, Damien. Thank you. Um, so, 
Yeah, I mean, the challenge, we knew whoever got Jonathan was going to take No, it. you took one look at that ball, and you knew where it was going. Yeah. Straight to the moon. Yeah. He just <laughs> ripped it out of that ground. He like was, like, overshooting it past all the targets to, like, lift people up. He was just going crazy. Yeah. It, it was insane. I mean, they did catch up a little bit on the puzzle, I guess, compared to how far Jonathan put them ahead, but... Ooh, let's talk about Marianne being rude to high in that moment when he was like, uh, you're, you're way ahead, but just keep your focus. And Marianne was like, oh, thanks for the input. Didn't <laughs> need it, though. <laughs> I thought that was an unnecessary. I think it was more of an unnecessary comment than High's comment. Yeah, she was already frustrated at Jonathan before that, yeah. too. Yeah. But Jonathan just gave a suggestion like, hey, how about one of you does this while the other one does this? But they didn't. They didn't tell him how to rip the ball out of the ground. So, imagine <laughs> Marion was like, "Don't do it like that. <laughs> Use your legs." Uh, but the fact that, like, we talked about it last week, that this was a worry of mine—the hourglass twist—and mm-hmm. even though it didn't go terribly for me, mm-hmm. I still hate it. I still you hate do. It. I don't see a big problem with it. I I think once you win a competition, you should win it and you should be safe. It it it. Here's the thing, I think it's better the way they did it this time because I think they all when the way they he posed yeah. the, the thing and they're going to make a big decision. They all knew it was going to change the so game. So I think yeah, it was more it fair that way than last season. It's still stupid. We don't need to see it. But also, no. it's so arbitrary, like, what team you get put on. You're, you're randomly assigned to this team, which obviously you always are. But you're, like, it really was, like, who's with Jonathan? Oh, they're going to win. Like, but it's it's obviously a lot of it is luck. And why not have something that's a little bit strategic thrown it in? It was luck for who's with Jonathan. But if Jonathan was the one to go home because he won a competition... Then I, I would have been personally upset. We wouldn't have had this podcast right now. I would have ripped everything out of the ground in here. But he would be the titular merge boot. Wouldn't that be something and special? And maybe he would come on the podcast. No, I, I would be too upset. I, there wouldn't be a <laughs> podcast anymore. I, be, we'd, we'd be like, where's Cody? Where's Cody? And then there's like a newscast of him on the top of the CN Tower looking down. <laughs> the rain pouring down on him. They're like, Cody, don't do it. You did this to yourself. You did the hourglass twist, Jeff. You did it to yourself. Jeff needs to come. <laughs> Cody, stop. <laughs> Apologize. <laughs> Such a funny image, you <laughs> clenching your fists at your side, your your little tippy toes edging over the CN Tower. <laughs> I I look like that one uh, Drake album mm-hmm. cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, everybody, so, somebody's watching the J, the the Jays game is going on, and one of the players looks up and goes, "Look!" <laughs> <laughs> and the, and the, the and the whole entire crowd looks up and goes, "Oh!" <laughs> If it's raining, the dome is closed. Your story doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> wow, that wow. was kind of mean. It was. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of mean. <laughs> you need to def- you need to l- suspend your disbelief. Okay. Hey, but, but you know what? As a dramaturg, I get it. If I was actually going to put that to a... Uh, it just started that raining, into, that's why. It yeah, takes, yeah. And it takes 30 minutes to close the dome, as we all know. Pen to paper, though, that's the kind of feedback you need. No, definitely as in... No, I apologize dramaturgically, for my tone. Dramaturgically, <laughs> he I, deserved I, it. I, I, I like it, but <laughs> you could have you no, softened come, and maybe we've, not we've, said fuck. We've come... <laughs> 
We've come to an understanding, you know. It just started raining. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Um, so, let's talk about um, relationships and relationships that were going on. Very interesting stuff going on. I think most interestingly, the thing that happened was the two people on the bottom were were Chanel and uh, Tori. Mm-hmm. Chanel was not immune going into the immunity challenge. She was immune leaving it, and then Tori was up for grabs, and then Tori was immune. So made everything di- difficult for every th- for everybody. Yep, which was the most interesting outcome. Yeah, for it's fans of Lydia, I'm sure they're very upset right now. She, I saw her, she has like a Twitter presence. Oh yes, very funny. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I, saw I like her for sure. Yeah, but we didn't see too too much of that. No. In no, the edit. No, we didn't get an, uh, enough of that for sure. I think um, I think Lydia could have had a better edit than what she got. Yeah. I mean, I, we clearly saw that she had a lot more personality than we saw on the show. Not that she wasn't I, I get why. Shown, I get why the editors didn't feel the need to show too much of her from just the way she went out here. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm I, 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 okay. We're jumping ahead. We're, let's 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 get back to the the Lydia vote. Let's talk about what we were going to talk about the relationships that were made. Yes. So the big the big relationship is the eight. That's kind of what we saw it's a lot now. of. Was yeah, and it's already seven. And who's in that? Looking at this so list, it was High, uh, Mikey, Lydia. <laughs> and Lydia, and then we got Drea and Roxroy, mm-hmm. notably not Romeo. And then on the other side, we have uh, Jonathan, Lindsay, and Omar. Nice. So, but that's minus Lydia I, now. And I, I think the big thing... I thought that it was Romeo and not Roxroy. No, it is. It's Rox. It's Rox. But Roxroy seems... Romeo was put in on the vote, so he voted Lydia. Mm-hmm. And Roxroy wasn't put in on the he vote. He voted yeah. Lindsay. I, th- I mean, I assume he must have been. Like, it because was... It did seem like that he was being brought in and everyone was cool with it and... and Drea wanted him in, and then I think he was just like, no, I'm going to do this. He wasn't officially said to be on the outs. Neither was Romeo. So it was a little confusing to hear which one of them it actually was. Do but we, Do we have for who voted who? Yeah. yeah. So Romeo did vote Lydia here. Um, the confusing thing was that because, yeah, Romeo also had those conversations with Hai and with Omar there, too. So it, it it seemed like he was kind of tight in there, but you're right as well because the fact that he threw Jonathan out so quickly and was like, I'm in control now, which we see is going to hurt him next yes. episode. But yeah, so we, <laughs> I guess the eighth, the seventh member, we should say, because uh, Lydia is gone now, is a little up for debate, I suppose. Between it's, Roxroy and yeah. Romeo. I think officially when they, were, when they first said eight, mm-hmm. it was... Drea saying, I have Roxroy. And they were like, okay, so you have Roxroy. We're a three. They're a three, so we have eight. Mm-hmm. So officially, of what we saw in the, the episode, that would Roxroy. But, but it, I mean, it, the fact that Lydia got voted out shows that maybe this eight doesn't have as much, you know. Yeah. Their, their options were obviously limited, but, you know. And I think, maybe, I think Omer is just very good at what he was doing. Yeah, he he, and in, in the way he explained it was very good. It's like you take something that is true, and you take or you take one comment or one version of something, and you're like, "Here's my in." 
And uh, here's how I turn it into a way to get rid of this person because she was just like, I don't know what to do. I'm good either way. Let's get rid of Jonathan. Sure, let's get rid of someone else. Sure. Yeah. He was like, she wants to get out Jonathan. Yeah. Who was part of the eight? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is uh, obvious. I mean, it's only been a couple days, but the eight being this big thing, they they want to go with. It's like okay, it's the eight. That being so meaningful, you know. Um, but I, I, here's my theory. Omar, probably smartly, it wasn't brought up in the episode, but it has been brought up in other episodes of different seasons. The best time to bring up a plan is right before they go to tribal. Mm-hmm. And that is my theory why High and Mike felt the need to vote out Lydia. And High also tried to get something going, too, yes. and might have ran into a few walls. Yeah, might have ran out of time. Ran out of time, yeah. So, I mean, the interesting thing with this is that we saw there was more relationships than this, though, too. We saw that Jonathan was obviously very likable with uh, High, with Mike, Mike with yeah. Roxroy. Yeah, right, yeah. uh, we saw a lot of building there, which Romeo Omar and Mike obviously as well. didn't like. Um, Omar and Mike. Omar and Mike. Oh, yep. yeah. R- Romeo said that Mike has his... Ah, his his ass up Jonathan's head, uh, the, the other way around. <laughs> I didn't hear his that. Head, yeah, Romeo said Mike's head is so far up Jonathan's ass. Yeah, he said that wow. when he was pitching it to Lydia. And and oh, I want to. We can we can talk about this. Mike did just say, oh, he catches so much fish, and he was gushing about. Uh, Jonathan to Romeo, and we also got during the challenge. Yeah, uh, Roxroy turning to uh, Lindsay and being like, "I am so impressed with Jonathan. (laughs) Just watching him, I'm so impressed." And I was like, "I was thinking the exact same thing when he said it." (laughs) He's a guy's guy, you know. The guys love him. Mm -hmm. I think there's a level of like machismo there that some people are uncomfortable with. Um, I think obviously it's sort of proven though, you know what I mean? Like him being like this big challenge beast, like you, you, when you see it, when you see him, you're like, oh, he's probably not so strong. And then when he actually does it, you're like, okay, I got to give it to him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Like there's a difference between proven machismo and then being an asshole about it, which is what Mike and Jonathan were bonding over. The Mm -hmm. fact that people assume they're assholes because of uh, their look. Yeah. And I think that what people saw here overall, because it was shifting a little bit towards Jonathan, and I think at the end of the day, high. I don't know if Mike would actually go for that vote. He might just throw his vote away just to not vote him. But I think High and Lydia would have voted Jonathan if everyone else was just to save their game. But we saw that High really wanted to keep Jonathan because he saw the value in that. I think a lot of them are... As a a shield or just... As as a a, shield, yeah. yeah. Everyone wants him as their personal shield and they're into that he gets food. I think think it may have been worth it for High to just go along with the Lydia vote then to piss all the people off. Because I think maybe uh, from everyone else's perspective, Lydia buried her grave by just saying she wanted to vote out. And Jonathan. also, High's gonna and talking be, about it with other people too. She was, to, you know, High's going to be the last person in this seven that people are going to talk about now, just because he voted out his number one. He told all of them Lydia is his closest ally. He would take a bullet for her. Well, go to rocks for he her. He said, mm-hmm. "I mean, the, but uh, I mean, he said 
he said he would go to rocks for her and he and he said i mean at the time it was seemed like he was willing to but he also said later like the like the first thing that what's his name da- daniel strunk man strunk skrunk that like he was like i don't want to go to rocks and so hi said like i knew that i could get anything mm. out of him that i wanted so like yeah he said he would go to rocks for lydia and that was a good party line but you know in reality he knew he knew he, ne- he would never have to mm-hmm. And when push came to shove of like, oh, there's seven other people or I guess six other people that I have to be accountable to now. Oh, I guess maybe maybe I won't uh, just go and do whatever I want, you know. And I also think that even though Lydia, I believe, would be totally uh, loyal to high, the difference of having a seven or an eight with Mike, who's a straight shooter, who's not going to lie to you. Jonathan's a straight shooter. He just says what he's thinking. He's not going to lie. And Roxroy's a straight shooter and <laughs> says what he's thinking, and he's not going to lie to you. So you have three people in this alliance that you know are just, mm-hmm. you can believe whatever they say. That they, they avoid saying anything else. And it also, this is a good lesson. You know, you want to be in this seven-person alliance. Be warned. The first person who talked or not talked shit but like who who was gonna go against us was was voted out so don't you do that yeah Mm -hmm. lest you want to be in this uh it's interesting looking at it from because we there's much talk this week uh four tribes three tribes of four coming into the merge right yeah and the way I, i saw it was there's three heads strategically to each of these snakes we have high drea and Omar. Maybe Omar and, and Jonathan share it a bit, but I, I think that Omar is the more strategic head, which we saw. Yeah. Um, and Drea, because all her people were immune, maybe that's why, but I think, and they, Ika ended up being all the split votes, mm-hmm. but um, I think we saw Omar and Hai. Each Ika member voted for a different person. (laughs) Or no, 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 no. Wait, Romeo and uh, Andrea both voted for Lydia. Never mind. I thought she voted for Marianne for a second. Um, Or Romeo did. But but Tori voted for Marianne? Uh, Tori voted for Jonathan. Oh, Chanel and Tori voted for Jonathan because they were on the Uh, ends. So so I'm wondering if we come out of this week, and maybe we'll see next week what high was really thinking was there much of a clash between omar and high over this because um or and or and did did high like lion his sword is that what this was is this a more of a win for for omar or is this like a win for high in that he like is this a, a great move for high or is it a a loss for high i think that it's a win for everyone I think that mainly looking at it, I think this is going to be a win for High because he was shown to be more loyal to this eight than he yeah. was to a, any individual person. Yeah. He was yeah. loyal to the idea of the eight. Yeah. In the end, I think it's a bigger win for Omar, though. Like, this was a great look on Omar not having a vote and then turning the votes against his oh, two yeah. allies onto and getting two people that were that were at the beginning of the episode saying they would die for Lydia, voting for Lydia. And he was e- able to keep his ally that has immunity idol and an extra vote. Mm-hmm. So definitely a big win for Omar and that tribe in general like they t- 
to me, I, the thing I was most worried about was that that tribe specifically would be in danger because not only do they have four people still, but they know that, of course, every team has an idol, but they have a Jonathan. So mm-hmm. I thought that the other tribes might have teamed up to take them on, but it seems more so that we're kind of getting this like cool combination of all the tribes in yeah. in a middle spot mm-hmm. that are all saying that was a very interesting conversation of like, okay, let's vote out who's expendable on each of our tribes. And yeah. they listed them yeah, out. Yeah, they each who's gave up a name. Favorite? They each yeah. gave up a name, which was a really fun conversation, I thought. And, 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 and a good trust exercise. Yeah. Because it immediately shows you, okay, yeah, they're loyal to this idea rather than just their thing. Mm-hmm. And at least from the edit standpoint, it did. It seemed like everyone was like, okay, yeah, Tori then, Tori, but Tori's immune. Oh, okay, then Chanel, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you'd think it would go back to Marianne, but I think because the way the way that um, uh, Taku threw out Marianne's name was not the way that they were throwing out Chanel and Tori's name, though. Like no, they were all like, we're that. annoyed with them. He yeah, said he that. said we trust her. No, it was like no. Well, even even in the in yeah. the solo interview, he was like, I just needed to say a name, right, and it's right. obviously I trust her the least, but that doesn't mean I don't like her. Like it's right. not the same as the others. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's and, not. She hasn't done anything untrustworthy. Is yeah. what he said. I mean, and, and when when you're joining a big alliance like that, it's obviously, especially in Modern Survivor, it's not the thing that kind of that lasts. You do need people on the out. You like I, I can see why Omar wanted to save her, especially since she had such toys. What was the package we saw in Marianne earlier on? I, that kind of there's so much in this episode that it kind of left me. But she was, you know, talking with lots of people or something like that. Does, do either of you remember much from that? What, that should... she was annoying. No, 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 there, no, <laughs> not that. There, there was a lot of talk at the tribal council about that. But no, like. Right when we got to the merged tribe, there was a there was a package on Mary and her talking to a couple yeah, different people. She Is was that pretty much just she was making her rounds too, and she was saying her thing, but mainly with the people with the on the outs. So maybe something could work out there. If I mean, if Marianne gets a, mm-hmm. I th- I think that she's going to have a lot more confidence in like Omar and all of them now, especially. I, I'm curious to hear more about the relationships that the three ladies on the outs were making that we didn't see. Cause we saw what everybody, what relationships everyone else was making, but I'm curious to see what relationships Tori's making. Um, we saw her and Romeo talking about getting Jonathan out and, and, and Romeo was saying, you know what I'm like, no, you know what I'm like. So they're obviously have, have a closeness there. Yeah, but, I mean, but who's she making across tribal lines? We like, we did see Tori's relationship. Her telling Jonathan to his face that um, yeah. she wants to win immunity idols. So you're in my way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to vote you. <laughs> uh-huh. So and she did vote for him. She yeah. did. She did. She's she didn't a straight lie. Shooter. She's a straight yeah. shooter. She's another straight shooter. Oh, she's an anyone but me straight shooter. Yeah. Um, and they said they mentioned that at the at the start that Drea was like, ah, she keeps on slipping by or whatever. So at the mat, when when uh, Jeff asks them if anyone feels betrayed and Tori was like, I feel betrayed. And then <laughs> every everyone on the mat was like, whoa, whoa. And like <laughs> uh, Mike's like, she's digging herself a hole. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, Tori is a perfect TV. Oh yeah, I like her, and I, I, I was I was excited when she won immunity because it it meant you know she could uh, mm-hmm. it, it it was something more interesting was going to happen than what we were presented, and um, it wasn't even Marianne. You know what I mean? So so like we were presented, oh, it's going to be one of these three on the bottom, and then it would ended up being someone else. So that's that's interesting, you know. But I, once once sorry sorry I keep talking. Once Lydia said to to Jonathan to to Omar because Omar, um, I think Drea and a, maybe a couple others and Lydia were all talking about Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Omar takes Lydia away and says, "Were you actually thinking about Jonathan, or were you just saying that because because you're trying to?" Keep I don't think Drea safe? was there, was she? Uh, Chanel uh, or whoever, because yeah, she yeah. was. The, I think Lydia was the only other one from the eight there. Oh, okay. Okay, so it was just Lydia. I don't like. I don't know. It was whoever was there. A bunch of people were there, mm-hmm. and uh, and so Marianne and, was there for sure. Um, and um, Omar was saying, "Oh, are you uh, are you just trying to hide the eight, or are you?" Um, and and she was like, "Well, I could go with Jonathan." You know mm-hmm. that like that would that that's that the moment where I was like, "That's a bad look. She shouldn't have done that." I because because it's the the eight clearly means something to Omar if he's bringing it up with her in that moment. Yeah, that was. I mean, uh, Lydia, I think was being held on by high. Yeah, and when you're that person in the alliance, then you're typically going to be the most expendable. But also, th- you're just the most naive about st- strategy because you've had someone protecting you and telling you yeah. what to say and what to do, and now you're in a context with more people. Who are asking you questions that you're not prepared for, and you just want to please everybody? So you go, yeah. What, I mean, whatever. I mean, what do you think? <laughs> and, and, and to her credit, she's throwing out the obvious name for something like this. You have Jonathan on a platter at the beginning. Yep. And uh, John, I, kudos to Jonathan for having the relationships that the uh, the cl- clearly any other season they'd be like him out now, or maybe he's providing for them right away. We did get a package about mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. well he fishes, but yeah. Yeah, but I I think he really came across as someone that was genuine and wanted to make the connections with people, and he really did. So that helps, too. But I don't, like, Omar was incredible in this moment. And not only just doing what he did, but also just having the balls to go for it and try it. Because if you have a big group like that that's all saying you're ally and you don't have a vote... To put that upon yourself to be like, no, I have to, I have to change things. Usually, people would be like, okay, I guess I'm losing him, mm-hmm. and we kind of saw that with High, because High was like, I guess I'm losing Lydia. Well, Omar did say, well, I guess I can't do it, but then he spoke with Jonathan, and Jonathan's like, you need to change this. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, all right, you're right. So yeah, I mean, obviously, because uh, I think the more important Vati. Relationship here is high and Mike. I love Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that or my I think Mike is more valuable because of his idol than Lydia yeah. was. Yeah, Mike has more power attached to him and can help out a lot more when it comes to a jam, whereas Lydia is just literally a vote. Okay, so let's talk about the. Um, advantages the uh, the advantage amulet, and also the way that the idol alliance was 
obviously Drea and Mike had an idol alliance there that they were talking about. Mm-hmm. They were like. They were like, oh, clearly Marianne has an idol. Mike talked to Marianne, too. We did see that Ma- as well. Did is that, uh, Oh, Mike did talk to Marianne. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, you know, Mike, I, I, I'm impressed with Mike. A lot of people were seeing, oh, he's a kind of buffoonish and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm impressed with this, his social game. I think people really like the guy, you know? I'm, I, and, and we haven't seen, like, strategic prowess from him or anything like that, but we've definitely seen him make active decisions on who to on who he wants to align with i i i i I can honestly i maybe jokingly said he was my winner pick but can honestly see him getting in front of a a jury and pleading his case socially i think we're seeing one of the better seasons because it's a pretty even playing field as far as a social game goes i agree the only person i feel like i don't know is Lindsay, and i got this episode gave me more of Lindsay than i felt like i had seen mm-hmm. since i guess i didn't even i for completely forgot about that amulet thing in the first episode right, did right. not would not have been able like if you would reminded me of it would have not have been able to guess <laughs> that Lindsay was one of the people like i really hadn't i i don't know i didn't know Lindsay. i know more of her tonight but in general like everyone else i feel like i know pretty well yeah, this is not like a Heather and Erica situation Did where you know it's how like, to whoa, spell all Lindsay? of a sudden. That is not how you spell Lindsay. L Y N Z. It's not. She was there. <laughs> it's probably that who who voted? Oh, Roxroy. He wasn't just saying like Linz because that is like a, yeah, a nickname. Linz. But he, he maybe he was her. trying to write Lydia. He just met. He met her on the on the bench. Maybe he was like L I N Z E. Lindsay. After he was like. Oh, I'm so impressed with uh, with with Jonathan. Hey, can I call you Linz? <laughs> L-Y-N-Z-E? She's like, yeah, of course. <laughs> he, he just couldn't see. Oh. Cause his, oh, because he didn't have his goggles. He didn't have his goggles. He did yeah. have his goggles. Oh, at Tribal Council? Yeah. <laughs> I think he probably can't see very well at night, because I noticed in the last episode mm. he had his goggles on, too. Or maybe the episode before, whenever he was last on Tribal. Well, that's interesting... Yeah. I mean, the goggles are are an interesting item to have because, I mean, obviously you want to be able to keep them on your face and not lose them. But I know I'm trying to think who else has glasses on this season. I know Omar Omar does. Does Does he not have goggles? Does he doesn't have a strap for him? (laughs) No. Roxroy's ready for sport. Yeah, I guess so. Roxroy's ready to dive into the water. I think Roxroy needs his, though, because he said he has a thing that makes him so he doesn't know if he's going to be able to see this kind of landscape again. Yeah. I think he's going blind. I think he's on track to going blind. The way that he said it made it sound like it's right around the corner. Yeah. Or he's right on the threshold or something. I I wasn't sure if he was just talking about getting old. No, no. He that's, said he had surgery on his um, eyes. Yeah. Oh my god, I missed that. Sorry. Yeah. He's. Uh, I think he's going blind. Yeah. I, okay. Cool. Um, <laughs> not cool. No, not cool. No, not cool. <laughs> but w- aging has been uh, uh, come up quite a bit at tribal council. We yeah. didn't talk about it last week, but Mike is 116 years old, and Omar is a very old 30. Yeah. And oh, yeah. did you hear that Mike made go, Jeff cry? Oh, you don't know old. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know old men. We got a, a couple good offhand mic comments throughout this. Yeah. <laughs> um uh, Jeff giving an uh, some autobiographical stuff moving from Wichita, Kansas to Seattle. Wow. During high school. Wow. What a, you you changed high that? schools. What was that like? I, I feel like Jeff, you, I feel like Jeff Yeah, Probst. you're the next Jeff. Probst. I think so. <laughs> I didn't change my identity though. He really went for it. 
I, <laughs> well, I, I wonder what he went from. I like, became a whole new person. He went, became goth. <laughs> 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 I was a nerd, and then imagine he I said could be that anything, so I'm going to be goth. <laughs> I became a ska punk. <laughs> <laughs> Did you change high schools? No, I. I Did was, you ever change schools? No, I was Me the same either. public school the whole time, same high school wow. the whole time. Same here. I did change schools to go from public school to high school. Is that normal? Yes, that's normal. That's, <laughs> I did that too. <laughs> no, Wait, but public school. All the high, same was people. Your high school, going, not public. <laughs> I think he's talking about elementary school. Mm-hmm. Right. Got it. Um, but a lot of people that were in my elementary school came to my high school. So uh, I, oh, I, 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 I lost. I was, I was shit out of luck. I couldn't become goth. Mm. I didn't go I to the. To. Yeah. I didn't go to the high school that was close to my public school. Oh, so you had to make a lot of new friends. Yes. So you had a clean slate. I yeah. kind of did, yeah. And I, I became a total badass. You walked nice. in with like a blue shirt and khaki pants on and a survivor hat. Both hands had bl- brass knuckles. Oh, wow. So you <laughs> kind of a twist on the, the props, the outfit. Yeah. I was more of a, a bare knuckle brawler when I, I came shirtless. I only wore shorts. So uh, I, there are so much happened in this episode. I don't want to. I, I don't want to get too too caught up on on Cody's uh, high school outfits <laughs> because Drea, Drea, and speaking of tribal council, Drea and Marianne had a bit of a disagreement. Drea some, was being mean some for no reason. Some bullshit. Marianne was like, you vote based on who you think you can go far with. Andrea was like, well, you might not go far with them. And Marianne was like, yes. Andrea was like, actually, no. Yeah, we're on the same page. No, we're no, not. No, we're not. <laughs> I, think, I think Marianne has gotten on people's nerves very fast on yeah. this merge yeah. drive, too. Yeah. And also, Drea, I mean, look, I, I was going to say this. If I had any comment to make about who I like and dislike in this season. Like, I love watching Drea because she seems insane. What did she <laughs> and she's like, she's a bitch, and I love bitches. Mm-hmm. Like, she really is just like, she has no patience for anyone talking like any... Well, you're both Montreal girls. Hell yeah. No, well, but I, she, she just... She just she gives me crazy vibes, and I and I love watching what was the, her. What was the line she said when you said I love her? No, I don't know. She was I, just saying no to, to Marianne. Like, no, we don't agree. Actually, you're wrong, and you're fucking stupid. That's 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 Drea. She's no nonsense. That's yeah, for sure. I love her, and she has she has an immunity idol. She has an amulet, and she has an extra vote. Oh, she's she's the richest. I mean, Marianne's rich too, but she's the richest, right? Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you think is because I mean, I think there's a reason why Tori and um and her got along on that tribe and worked together as many times as they mm-hmm. did. But what do you think it is about Drea that makes it so she is easily connecting every time? Um despite like what you say because every well, time she gives, she's she gives genuine vibes. Yeah. She's a, she's a she seems like a genuine person. She just mm-hmm. is like a sort of st- not st- straight face. People but just like, like people like that. Like the, yeah. the way you told no me nonsense. That, that the Sky Dome wasn't open. I I, I maybe it, it stung when I first heard it, but I appreciate you said it. Oh. <laughs> I'm still sorry about that. I'm a little sleepy, so, <laughs> so am I. I'm lashing out. <laughs> no, you shouldn't be sorry. I'm glad you said it, and the listeners at home are probably were probably thinking They're it, like, so they're yeah, glad you right. called it out. You're right. Um, like, they all know about the Sky Dome, and yeah, because yeah. I maybe to me it it stung, but 
I know you're right. I don't want to get make this episode about me. Joel's hurt feelings. I was and heartbroken to hear it. I, I, can I say sorry again? No, Is that no, what you'd sorry. like? No, no, no. I'm glad you said it. That's why you're not allowed to say sorry. Oh. Ever. Okay. Um, being in love is having never to say you're sorry. sorry. What's that from again? Is that a line? That's horrible. Isn't that from something? I think it what, is. What was the good Marianne line from this? She she said a really good line walking on the beach. She said um, a uh, threat today is a ally tomorrow. Or no, a shield tomorrow. A shield tomorrow. Yeah. It was something. Yeah. Hey, people know that. I mean. She does seem to be very smart strategically, but the thing is, people know that. Mm-hmm. And knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Um, which she said, I think, about her <laughs> idol. She made that up. Yeah. Yeah. She, 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 she thought of that. Right. And it was, who, was it Drea that called out that Roxroy was just going to be able to turn back time or whatever, too? Like yeah, Drea predicted that. And, uh, and, but, but Jonathan later talked about it as well. I feel like they just all kind of knew that it was going to happen, <laughs> which is very interesting. Yeah, it was very... Just, just from, from the Applebee's thing, I guess they could figure it out. They're like... Oh, Applebee's. Hmm, maybe. No, it's it's from the fact that Jeff told them that they're <laughs> going to make a decision. Um, let's talk about Chanel. Um, we're all over the place, but I but I we're 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 making a lot of ground here, so I'm, I'm This happy. episode was all over the place. I definitely can't keep track of mm-hmm, most of mm-hmm, what happened mm-hmm. of like the relationship. I could I the... couldn't I couldn't tell you how it happened in order. No. Um, but um, they're presenting Chanel as somebody they're definitely going to vote out. And two times she comes up to a conversation like this. The first time, they all fuck it up and and, and totally disperse right when Chanel comes. I'm going to go fishing now. And then Chanel brings it up with Lydia and goes, well, why did everyone leave? It just seemed like they were all, you were all making a five or something. And, and, and Lydia's like, no, no, that, that's not what we were doing. <laughs> we were doing that. <laughs> who, did, who did Chanel vote for, by the way? Jonathan. Oh, okay. Chanel and Tori were both on the out, so they voted Jonathan. Okay, that makes sense. So, then they, but then it happened again. Yeah, and Hi was like, "Let's not disperse. Let's hang it." So they were again. like, "They're getting good vibes from you." I was just talking. To, I was just talking to them. They're they getting all, good vibes. They from really you. like you. They like you. And and from what we saw in the edit, Chanel just stands there in silence, and they all go, "I think we're gonna go fishing." <laughs> <laughs> Too awkward. I'm leaving. <laughs> Very funny. Oh, and we want to talk about. The maybe the same beetle that was on uh, what's her name from last season? Yeah, who who what whose was mouth it? did the bug fly into? No, it flew onto <laughs> what? what te- no, but last season, t- Lindsay no. Tina. No, it was on Roxroy no. this year. No, I know. Oh, but last season, while what was her name? Tina Wesson. Not Tina. The girl. The, she was on your fantasy team, Mimi. Jeannie. She, not Jeannie Machini. Tiffany. 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 For God's sakes. It was on Tiffany. It's a GIF. It's on. It's. I, I would. I would say it's the most gift, maybe other than the hourglass, the most gift season forty-one moment where Tiffany throws off the beetle from her shoulder. What about the the gif of Michaela and her tea? I said forty-one. Was that not last? season? <laughs> that was not last season. <laughs> oh yes, that was my favorite season. Um, Never mind. But. <laughs> Roxroy has a completely much like Erica, a completely different approach to the beetle like he did with like he made a he made a shelter on 
on Exile Island. For the Beetle? As, he might as well have made a shelter for the Beetle. That's <laughs> like, how. This, this is my friend. Now. He's like, it's like we're in his environment. They're like, everyone's like, you gotta swap this off. He's like, no. He's my guy. <laughs> I just feel like that's that's the, the definition of, of Roxroy. Said the Beetle be- voted for Marianne. Yeah. <laughs> everyone being like, hey. The Beetle was like, no, should, I'm with you on You Lindsay. should swap this off. And then, and then he's like, no, actually. What I'm gonna do is keep it there. <laughs> Anybody, anything anybody tells him to do, he's going to do the exact opposite. And it's going to be because he wants it to be his idea. Oh, you know what? That's a, a nerd. That, well, is that narcissism? That isn't. That's literally, I think, a definition of narcissism. Mm. You know what? I think this actually this voting is wrong. Mike voted Lydia for sure. Okay. And it says Marianne. Refresh the page. I think that Romeo voted for Marianne and wasn't in on the vote. Mike voted for Lydia there. Tori. Oh, no. Roxroy. Wait, Tori. Yeah, Mike voted for Lydia. Yeah, I, I just refreshed it, though. Yeah. <laughs> it oh. wasn't. Um, no, so I'm saying, yeah, so it's fixed. Romeo yeah. voted for Marianne. Yeah. So Romeo Romeo's was outside. Out. Yeah. Yep. Well, or they were splitting the vote. Um, I, I think, think that was, was, that was probably out. a split. Well, but I mean, it, he and but Lydia voted for Marianne. Romeo and Lydia voted for Marianne. Yeah. So like, why would? I, I yeah. I, I I wonder if we'll get any clarification. But usually these big, not usually, but lately these big tribal councils, the the votes are hard to keep track of, and especially if they're trying to split. I'm sure a split vote vote was in effect here because Drea, at least Drea was voting with everyone else. What did they tell yeah. Roxroy? Or did they go vote, vote for Linz? Vote for uh, vote Roxroy, with your heart. We've got Roxroy. the numbers, so you can do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> You're good. Yeah, do whatever. Just don't accidentally vote for Jonathan or something, Roxroy. Maybe he, maybe by Linz he meant Lydia. That's what I said. Oh, you did say that. I'm so I sorry. Did say that. No, but I think it was a pretty clear Z, and I don't think there's any way in which you could accidentally do that. Yeah, I don't know. It is weird that he. Obviously, Romeo's on the outs. I think that answers our question since he voted Marianne. And since he's friends with Tori next week. Oh, we we um we had a good uh good scene between him and High. That was that was nice. Yeah, yeah we, that was we nice. talked about that in the relationships. We did we didn't did we? we didn't really no, we didn't. give that much lip service to be honest. They had a nice moment of being gay. Mm-hmm. That was good. Yeah. And it, it it's interesting to me that Romeo has uh, he's kind of coming out to some of his family members through the show. Yeah, I mean, I think like distant family members that are still in El, Sav- El Salvador. He said, "Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. That's interesting to me. I think it's pretty not common to go on a reality show and come out, but it's common to not be out to your entire to your extended, extended family. family with many cousins and aunts and this uncles." This may and- seem stereotypical, but I'm like beauty. Beauty queen coach. Maybe they don't know what he does okay. either. Right, okay. <laughs> Maybe like these are, these might not be people he knows. But right. we saw we well. saw um, we saw that Romeo almost it wasn't I wouldn't say jealousy, but it was um, this envy of how confident High was and how comfortable High was, mm-hmm. and he doesn't feel that way yet. High's High High was talking about his his live-in partner mm-hmm. and the way he met him was on Tinder and. And Mimi gives me a hard time about my Tinder profile all the time, but High's live-in partner, his his profile is blank and has a bunch of blurry photos on it, 
And you give me a, a hard time for calling myself weird on my Tinder profile? You just, I don't know. Yeah. Weird stalker. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I like Survivor and horror movies and other weird shit. And I was like, those aren't weird things. They are but weird. You meant, I'm, I'm you meant, you meant I like those things. And I also like weird things. I read it as, I'm so weird for liking Survivor. I was like, that's normal. (laughs) Anyway. I put Survivor on my Tinder profile. You sure did. Wow. Mm -hmm. And Cats. Well, the Cats thing was... Musical? Yeah. Pardon me? Musical? Yeah, I'm a big uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber guy and T.S. Eliot. (laughs) Love them. And horror movies. And horror movies. Joel, are you falling asleep? Oh, my God. I might be. I'm I'm falling asleep, much like Roxroy did, uh, underneath that shelter, because there was no rain. I guess I gotta build myself. I'm going to sleep. Bye, Joel. Hello. Oh my God. Ruby Rupert. Ruby. Rupert Bonham. <laughs> oh wow, gotta, you're going full. I gotta ride last here. name. I gotta ride here in the Pontiac Aztec by Colby and. and and uh, what's his name? Hatch. Hatch? Ooh. Big Hatch, yeah. Hatch is here. Interesting. Yeah. We're back together. We're having an all-stars reunion. First first time I've ever heard you mention Hatch. Um, Ruby, what? you you said your full name like you hadn't met Mimi before. I don't think I knew your last name. Say Bone it again. Boneham. 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 Yeah. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a long week. Been to Vegas. What's uh, back. Vegas? Yeah, I can't, uh, and and, and uh, I went to see Ambulance. Ambulance. And yeah. another movie has stolen. Why do you have to go to my life? Why do you have to go to Vegas to see Ambulance? I thought it was only playing there. I thought it because I don't. I I don't know. I, I it's a it, heist movie. Yeah, you got to see a heist movie in Las Vegas. Right. Did uh, you enjoy it? I haven't slept. Okay. I was up at the craps table all night. Oh, so you didn't see it? No, but I, I saw Ambulance, but then uh, I, Colby was like, come to the craps. Oh, what? <laughs> so did you enjoy the movie or not? Again, like I was saying, another movie has stolen my likeness, what? and I need to sue it. What is it? Oh. I was involved in an ambulance heist and chase. Oh. Really? Yes. With who? I haven't yet. Oh. Uh, uh, it was It's me... And uh, the ghost of Rudy Bosch, of course, my good friend. And uh, actually, Courtney. Courtney? Yeah, from season 20. Yeah, I know. Yeah. What? What do you mean? Right, just from season 20? Well, she... You don't know what her other season was because you were only in... She was in China. Oh, okay. uh, (laughs) She was the... Actually, she wasn't part of the heist. She was the one that was saving the cop's life. In the in the back of the ambulance, <laughs> right? Yeah, ah, interesting. I didn't know that you and Courtney. But and that hasn't happened yet. Remember, I'm a time traveler. Got right? it. Oh, so that has already. Is it possible since you're a time traveler that you saw ambulance was inspired to do it in person? No, and did, because that's how people are no, going to see it. I'm since pretty it's sure in the Michael future. Michael Bay is is also a a time traveler. Really. I'm pretty That's sure. That's how we got the ideas for Transformers. Yes, exactly. And also, that is, it, he, it's my idea. You did that? Yeah, I did that. Bumblebee? It's, I'm not Bumblebee, but I, I am responsible for creating him because it, I had sex with Optimus Prime. It's a pretty old property. Oh, <laughs> Optimus Prime's a real... Optimus Prime is real. 
Yes, I can tell you that. And Michael Bay gave the idea to the guy that gave the the idea to the toys and then decided to, to try and get some slack off his back by making the movies later. Hey, did you watch the episode tonight? Um... I think I did it a couple in my timeline a couple years ago. I did watch it. What'd you think? I think it was good. Is this the thing with the hourglass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the way he smashed it. That was that was. Would you have smashed the hourglass? He's got an arm on him. Because uh, honestly, Rupert, you're one of the other people that I think might not smash the hourglass because you're a very proud uh, winners are winners, losers are losers. I'm a lawyer. So what do you think? Would you smash? I would use the hammer to. To dig a hole in my shelter so I can stand inside of my shelter. That's what I would have done. So you wouldn't break the hourglass? I, if I had time, I would. <laughs> oh, if you had time. But hourglasses are a big thing for me, to, for us time drivers. Yeah, isn't that how right? you It's kind of sacred. Yeah, actually, yes. My, my, I think we brought this. This is the way my time traveling came up is that last time that the, the hourglass came up, when I see an hourglass smashed it, I cringe. Because uh, I, that's what I used to travel time. Are you sure you weren't a time traveler before then? I don't know now. <laughs> I don't remember. I definitely, uh, there's a lot going on, and I was supposed to not do this anymore, remember? Yeah, you were just living I your... trying to vow off the time traveling and the crap tables and honestly hanging out with Colby. He's a bad influence on me. Oh, what the hell does Colby do? Oh, you don't want to know some <laughs> of this stuff. Anyway, I got to go. Okay, Bye. because I'm seeing oh. just the eyes that Colby are making at me. You can you can tell that's me and him have kind of an unhealthy relationship. You don't know what I, he want. He's gonna do if I don't go out there right now. It's just kind of like a look out the window. Look at him. He's honking the horn. Yeah, it looks like there's almost no one behind the wheel, but just red eyes looking at me. Well, he was in red eye. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Uh, yeah, I knew that. I reviewed yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> see you later. Bye. Bye. So good to see you. Hey. Hey. How's it going? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Tony, Hello. I think I saw you in the episode. Who's I that? sure you did. You recognized me, eh? I was that little beetle. <laughs> yeah. Tony of a beetle. How did it feel to be on Rock's My Shoulder? I bet it was warm oh, it was and comfortable. Nice. I did. I made I made myself a spy shack in his little uh, uh, breast pocket. <laughs> I felt like Roxroy wasn't going to smash that hourglass, and I can only explain it by you telling him to do it. He Well, here's the thing. I was like, smash the hourglass. Don't smash me when I'm on your breast later. No, you met, <laughs> I think you met him. On, I'm guessing you met him when he was in exile, and then you were just coming back to say hi. You guys yeah, are friends now. Exactly. I was on his... You know what? I was doing the kind of the ratatouille thing with him for a while, the beetle thing. <gasps> wow. Yeah. I, as a beetle, I was he pulling his He couldn't get the hair. fire going, but you helped him. Yeah, I was trying it my pulling best. Pulling his goggles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was pulling <laughs> it. Yeah, he doesn't have hair, so I was pulling his goggles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me and him, we have a special relationship. Really? Velachos, Roy. It's a similar thing. Mm-hmm. See, um, I noticed that I'm Rox... Still, I'm still rooting for Mike because he looks more like me. Though. Roxroy doesn't like his wife and kids, but does he like you? Uh, <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's what I was saying to him. Hey, good, th- good thing you're not bored. Good thing I'm not bored because I'd be nagging you. <laughs> I told him to say that, I think, too. Uh, he, oh, you did. I want, him to, I want his wife to leave him so he can come hang out with me more. Oh, right. Yeah, he can be a part of the gang here. Yeah. Anyway... I got to go, too. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, it was hi. nice seeing you. Say hi to your mother for me. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Transformers. <laughs> All right. Bye. I'm awake. Whoa, Joel, you missed out. They, those guys were here and gone pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. I think. 
goodness. They must be tired just like I am. Well, yeah, we. I mean, I'm glad because we got uh, things to do here, including listing our pop of the week. The pop of the week. To me, it was Omar. I was really impressed with Omar changing the vote um, with no vote of his Mm -hmm. own to speak for. Mm -hmm. And... uh, it it really seemed like it was either going to be Marianne or, or Jonathan, and he said, that is not what I want, and uh, changed around. You got people who were allies with Lydia to vote for Lydia. I, I'd like to say something, and mm-hmm. I've been too tired to be brave about it, but his everyone's been calling him Omer in the show. His name is Omer. Omer. I just want to say that. It's Omer. spelled like Omar. Yes. But Omer well, is his name. I should know better. It's all right. I kept calling Evie Evie because it's a Pokemon last year. So, you well, know, these, these mistakes are easy. Omer, you Omer. popped. Omer popped. And uh, Mimi, what about you? I think, I mean, I kind of think Tori popped because I don't know. I just think she's, she's also, I don't like her much, but she's great television. And I liked, I like watching her quite a bit. I think mm-hmm. she does dig herself into holes and I love watching that happen. Yeah, I think this is kind of the toughest episode for me because I think... Everybody popped. Yeah, Tori definitely popped. High Omer popped. popped. Hi popped. Uh, Jonathan popped. Yep. Uh, Mike popped. Yeah, everyone was making... Everyone had a, Drea? a lot to do. Oh yeah. my God, Drea popped. Yeah. Drea popped, yeah. I mean, for me, I think like strategically, I loved seeing... Omar or Omar have that uh, late game um, there of yeah. the episode. That's for sure. And liked seeing how that all came together. But high also had a lot of control throughout this episode. Mm-hmm. But Jonathan had that big ball. He ripped from the ground. So He's you pretty, can't have he, Jonathan be your pop every episode. But this he one, can be, he's the he's the king of our dreams. OK, he's dreamy as hell. I'm. I get if it. you felt the bench under me right now, it's soaked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got a soggy bottom. I'm a soggy bottom boy. Uh, <laughs> when I see him do those, when I just see him like talking and hanging out and wearing his stupid shirts, I'm like, okay, this guy. I know you. And I I know who you are, and I don't really care. But when I see him do that stuff, there, I think it's something like whatever. It's something primal. It's like whoa, <laughs> a man lifting. <laughs> a person's strong arms. I want to. I want to talk about how how Mike and Jonathan bonded over how sometimes they're lonely. <laughs> lonely. <laughs> yeah. They did bring up. Mike said to him, "I get lonely sometimes, man. I get lonely." Yeah. And they're like, "Yeah, I feel alone a lot." I was well, like, that's nice. Yeah. Well, it was because <laughs> I love Mike. Copping to the fact that he's been lonely. Yeah. I mean, I think they're both uh, relating over being. Like strong guys that are like muscular, we're big guys, um, and that they are misjudged when they both have like proven to be very emotional people, very in touch with their emotions. Yeah. And everybody looking at that conversation from the outside are like, Mike's head is so far up Jonathan's ass that his eyes are bugging out of his face. <laughs> yeah, that was sad (laughs) well i uh, but how can i not put this episode especially like this is jonathan's biggest episode to date he had the impressive challenge thing as usual but also all of those confessionals all of those relationship buildings like i mean honestly good look on jonathan i'm i'm thinking if he gets in front of a jury he has a lot he's got his social game's really good 
Yeah. I'm worried he can't explain himself very well. Well, that's what, exactly the misjudgment that he was talking about. But you know, you know what was what made me think that it was the challenge that they lost, where he was the communicator for the blind leading the blind, mm-hmm. and I just think that there are obviously it's two different types of communication, but I think he was a poor communicator, and I don't think that it was he would, close though. I think his str- I mean, if his if his explanation is as simple as what it seems now, is like I am working hard by making small relationships. I am providing a camp. I'm being a shield. Sure. Let's just keep doing that. Like, that's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, but I just feel like if he had to get more strategic about it, I don't think he'd be very good at explaining why and how he did things. It would be, a, I think he would be a bit of a, what's his name? Blondie surfer. Xander. Xander. No. Xander's I, dumber, but I do. Th- I, I, I think just, he would, he would have a better, be more eloquent. I don't think Xander. he would be, do as well answering like direct questions about his game. So I want to speaking of speaking of a final three, um, unless you want to defend Jonathan a bit there, because I I, th- I think that Jonathan is uh, he's he's uh, aware of what the perception of him is, and he has that awareness, so he knows how to act, and we've seen him know how to compensate or overcompensate for that fact, and I think that. As far as that strategy goes, it depends how people are going to take it. But I think he's going to talk about it exactly like how he talks about it in his confessionals, how he knows that he's the shield. He's very well aware of that. A little too humble. That's yeah. not going to win you. We, I mean, him and Omer would be very interesting to see in the finals because I think that Jonathan would give him more credit than Omer would give him credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, JT and Steven. Yeah. And, but if it was a JT and Steven, it'd be Jonathan winning. I, honestly, the relationship's being built along the way here, and if Jonathan continues not to piss anyone off, I, I think he stands a good chance. Okay, um, I just want to talk about Tori. This was, I mean, for people like her, the merge is where they go out, and, and if they don't go out at the merge, they can make it all the way to the three, because if they keep bothering people, people will, will think, oh, let's just take it to the end. Yeah, yeah. I a mother for me. I mean, it was. I'm Father Stu. It was very. <laughs> Jesus, uh, that sounded like Tony's impression. <laughs> um, it's it's interesting with Tori because I think you're right, and Drea mentioned this, and maybe that was a bit of foreshadowing that she continues to slip through, mm-hmm. and the fact that she won this very important one now tells me that based off next week, too, when we're hearing about Romeo, we're seeing a little bit of target on Marianne, we're still hearing about Chanel, I think that Tori's not going to quite be the number one priority, and I think it's going to keep shifting towards suddenly Omer or suddenly High or suddenly Jonathan, you know, and Tori's going to be an easy slip into the end and someone that someone especially like High would love to take there. Yeah. So Tori. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I. I. We may be seeing a lot more of her. Yeah. I. I think Cause, so too. Because if you remember, I'm, I keep comparing her to Angelina, but she gives me Angelina vibes. But yeah, that's the, the difference between her and Angelina is, I think that Tori would be trying to make her own moves more, where Angelina was a good goat because she not only was ticking people off, but she was like a valuable number. And like, kind of went along with plans and stuff. Yeah, had her own ideas, but what, what 
wasn't too uh, devious. Where where I, I feel like a lot of people who we think, oh, they might be a good GOAT, people get them out because they're too much of a liability. See, yeah, Tori, Tori's they're interesting because she's very much the Sandra strategy of anyone but me. And we've seen that a lot. And everywhere where a Tory would get out, she's avoided now. Mm-hmm. So especially early on, she avoided those ones somehow. And now this one, winning that immunity at the very right time, I mean... I don't I can't see a Tory winning this because I think over where she's doing it worse is that she seems to be openly pissing people to me, off. To me she's caring. the only one that is like a for sure not going to win. Yeah, it yeah. it seems more of a certainty. Yeah. I, I I mean I would be pretty surprised to see like a Chanel win at this point too. Yeah. But uh, Ch- Chanel at least is kind of set up to maybe have a redemption arc, you know what I mean? Yeah. But right now the problem with Chanel is she, she she she's the only person who I would say is not terribly good TV. Mm-hmm. Just in the way she she's just a little too emotionless, which is like, you know, maybe that's even the game she's playing. Mhm. But for me as a viewer, give me I more. Don't know. I kind I kind of liked her confessional at the beginning of the episode at least where she was like the rivalry between me and Daniel is finished and I got him. Like I, I, I'm a bit more invested in Chanel than, yeah. than you seem to be. Yeah. I, I, I like, I like Chanel. I liked uh, the, the her versus Daniel thing. I like how she threw the vote. I, I, I like where her head's at, you know, in terms of shaking I, things up. I'll admit maybe she's not great at explaining it, but uh, I, I, I like I liked that she risked her vote right before going to tribal council. That kind of energy is like nobody else would have done that except for her on the season. Yeah. I, I, I watched last week's episode right before coming here. Mm -hmm. So my brain is a little mixed up of what happened this week and last, which may be why I'm, I'm not always sure what I'm talking or like I, I'm maybe fearful of saying, I I, I see why you say that about Chanel, but I like that Chanel is willing to, do the crazy it's thing. True, that's maybe true. maybe she 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 doesn't show it on her face. She's not like too too emotional about mm-hmm. it. But she is do she is actually putting the vote on Mike yeah. and not like and she is actually risking her vote. And, and she you know, she the, did the blow up the thing with her and Daniel. And I mean she's not gotten yeah. got free. But I don't. Yeah. I also don't know if she'll be a target going forward. Mm-hmm. Necessarily. She's she's she doesn't like show it on her face like Tori does. She doesn't like um, cause shit at tribal council or on the mat like Tori does. Mm-hmm. But. Um, Chanel does do uh, risky things. I think that they they saw that. I mean, her saying that she beat Daniel or whatever. I think they saw it as more that Daniel had the potential to do more damage um, to them at Emerge than Chanel did. Right, but that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying that. Yeah. I mean, Chanel's. That's another reason why I don't like. I kind of side more. With what Mimi's saying of just like she's not that great of TV and it's because of that behavior that you could feel a little more comfortable with her staying rather than Daniel. Daniel felt a little more better TV because he did take big risks and big like scattering around and everything. Mm -hmm. And we would have seen a a different merge here, I think, with Daniel there rather mm -hmm. than Chanel. Yeah. Like Daniel might have went home, but we would have seen a much different, more hectic merge. 
Right, uh, but uh, I, there wasn't much opportunity for Chanel to really run with her head off because she was immune. I would, I wonder what would have happened if they got back to camp and Chanel wasn't immune. Well, she she wasn't immune at the start, but if what they got back to camp after the challenge, so oh. I, I just I, I wonder what would have happened. I like I'm just I'm just standing up for her. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. you, you can hate Respect me for it, Chanel. Cody. You can no, want <laughs> you can no want one's me to, hating you, you for can it. You want me to die because I said that? Yeah. But, why don't uh, you just fucking die? Hey, how about you do your prediction? For next week, for who's going home? Yeah, (laughs) Chanel. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying it for too too hard, but uh, I I like her. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Chanel, who do you see winning the immunity? Jonathan. Jonathan winning immunity. That's always the same bet. (laughs) Mimi. Um, I'm gonna say like Romeo. I don't know. Romeo goes home next week. Romeo or Marianne. Mm, you know yeah. they're fighting so uh and 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 who's gonna win immunity yeah hi hi because i want him to win the game hello hi <laughs> um i'll say different people here too but so we had romeo i don't think it's gonna be tory um it's gonna be like Lindsay or something <laughs> don't give him any ideas Boring. I, I would like to say I think that Chanel is a really good bet. I would like to say yeah. Romeo, um, but and you took Romeo and Marianne. Jeez, I, I, I didn't. Yeah, there's no rules. Uh, also, I did take two. Fine, I'll say Roxroy. <laughs> Roxroy, that's <laughs> that's interesting. an interesting one. Yeah. Um, and then I will say that. The winner of the challenge will be Tori on a streak. Oh, maybe. Oh, wouldn't it be funny if uh, Jonathan predicts at the beginning of the season that he'll break the record of most tribal tribal uh, sorry tribal immunity wins or just individual immunity wins? And Tori Tori breaks it. (laughs) (laughs) That would crush him. I wouldn't. It would crush him more to see someone else do his goal than him failing at that goal. All right. Well, everyone, you, have we said everything? I think we have. I have, one, I have, a, a, I have a bit to do. Okay. What's the bit? I'm going to sleep now. Bye. Okay. Who am I? I'm the snake eating its own tail. Oh, sucking on his own dick. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sucking on his own dick. What the hell was that? You're okay. Did I Google's do that? Going nuts. Yeah. Is the mic picking this up? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, there, for the people at home, uh, for whatever Mimi said about the sec- snake sucking his own dick, it set off the OK Google. Google was Just like a bunch of results. You started doing the the gagging, and Google's like, "We need to show them where hospitals yeah, are." Yeah, I think that's what just happened. <laughs> was it really? What the fuck? <laughs> It just keeps talking, or maybe it's giving us direction to the Applebee's at uh, Ajax. Ajax. <laughs> yeah, so we got another snake eating its own tail again. A, a show. I mean, I obviously love this show, and give me whatever they can do. But a show at season forty-two invoking a snake eating its own tail, I think, is a risky thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Next year it'll be a shark uh, jumping over a little. <laughs> no, it's Fonzie jumping over a shark. That's oh, a, right. That's the a, shark doesn't yeah. jump. Yeah. I think it'd be the shark jumping. A shark jumping yeah. over Rupert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone, thank you. And remember to rate, review, subscribe. Mimi, 
Thanks for coming on. Hey, the thanks so much for having me. You ready to sleep? Sorry, I was a sleepy head. Hey, I'm a sleepy head too. Let's all go to bed like sleepy little babies. Yeah, I know. We both got to work tomorrow. Yeah, what time? I know. Exactly. Oh, okay. okay. Bye. Bye, everybody. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.